the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our, our show is about saving money, investing, building up wealth, and understanding the, the, the rapidly changing world today. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And, and more than ever, I, th- I think it's, it's important to do that. I, in the world today, we have so much unknown. Recently, we had 9.5% inflation. Uh, we've got a war, war uh, a proxy war with Russia, which is, you know, which we're shipping over tanks and armaments and, and munitions. And uh, to the point, our munitions are running low in the United States. Uh, the, the, it's, uh, we're, we're dealing with that. We're dealing with the COVID virus. We, we, which, which which pretty much dealt with, and people just ignored it finally. But uh, and, and we're dealing with record trillion dollar spending. We, the uh, the COVID caused us to ramp up spending uh, in 2020 at the levels uh, not seen since World War II. And, and so the Federal Reserve has pumped in trillions of dollars into the system. The money supply has grown exponentially up and during that time frame and so what we're dealing with is is a more inflationary world and uh and, and so in that world it, it becomes imperative that you watch and understand the understand the you know what is happening and when where it's going from here just to pull up the 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 money supply the m2 money supply was 15 trillion dollars in february of 2020 that's when the COVID started. It peaked out at $21 trillion. And so, again, let's say, uh, looking at the numbers, it's a 15, 16. So, so what we're looking at is about a 30-something percent, 35% increase in the money supply in a matter of three years. And this is what's a result of inflation. Now, <laughs> the Federal Reserve has been tightening. They've been raising rates. But but understand, uh, the, the, the money supply peaked just under $22 trillion. Now it's gone down to 22.4. But the problem is it's still well above the $16 trillion. And so if I, if I, if I, if I sit there 
and, and, and give everybody $50,000, and then I, I take back five $4,000 of it, that doesn't mean the inflation's going away. That doesn't mean the money supply is tight. People still have all the money. And that's what we're dealing with today. And so in this world, this, this we have inflation. The, big, the two biggest threats to your retirement are inflation and war, and we have both of them right now. And, and you know, you can say, well, Ted, we're not at war. Well, the only thing we're not doing is sending our own troops in. And, and we realize, the, you know, the, the, uh, we can send other people's troops in and fight a war, but you reach a point at some point in time, either we, you know, defeat the Russians or, or the, you know, and, and the Russians are fighting for their lives. We're just in a proxy war that Victoria Newland at the State Department has cooked up. And, and, you know, the American people don't really care for it. And uh, they're not big on war. They're not big on spending money. They're kind of like, well, look, why are we spending hundreds of billions of dollars in Ukraine? Why aren't we improving our roads here? Why aren't we working on our borders here? We're spending $100 billion to defend Ukraine's borders, and yet we open our borders up on the south along the Texas border and have and basically turn over control of the, of the Texas border from the border patrol. We give it to the cartels. And, and so people are wondering what's going on. And, and so in this environment of inflation, of war, you have to protect your money. You have to protect your retirement. And you have to understand it's a different world. And particularly many, many retirees – uh, for retirement, depend on Social Security. Well, Social Security has gone up for inflation, but understand that the numbers for inflation are 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 hedonically adjusted. And what that simply means is, is they look at the cost of things and they adjust for it. And the easiest way to, under, to explain this is on a computer. It seems like every time I buy a computer, it's, you know, $800 or whatever. Some of the more expensive ones more than that, but $800 for an average computer. What's been that same way for 10 or 15, 20 years? Well, every time I buy my computer, it's more powerful. It has more memory, higher processing. And so the government goes, well, look, you're getting a better computer, Ted. So, so really, the cost of your computer is actually falling in price. And, and so they put these numbers in there. So... The, the, these these in numbers are adjust, inflation numbers. So when we say 9%, it's typically well above that, above 9%. Ask anyone that goes to the grocery store or the gas station. You know, 9% is laughable. But the problem is they're adjusting Social Security based on that to some extent, it, which means so, inflation is chewing up your Social Security. And, 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 and that's the problem we're dealing with. And, and, and so these are endangering your... Your retirement war is the same thing. You know, even though we're not fighting the war, we're pouring more. We're running up bigger deficits, which means we can't spend money building up the United States. We can't put in new roads. We can't improve our, 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 our cities. Instead, we're having to put it over there. Well, as a country gets higher and higher in debt, the danger is something happens. The economy falters or something else that endangers retirement. So today you want to be much more targeted. So what do you do? There's a number of things you can do. You can you can sit back and uh, and do nothing, or you can take charge of your retirement. There are opportunities up there. Let's give you an example. Pulling up my uh, notes here, well, this doesn't even take notes. 
the, uh, this week, uh, the, 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 the one-year treasuries hit 5%, which means you can get 5% in one-year treasuries. Uh, energy stocks have been very strong this year. Commodity stocks have been very strong. Uh, there, a couple of things are happening. The, the, China is reopening. <laughs> the economy is getting better over there. Uh, that's going to increase the demand for commodities. The war, wars always, wartime always runs up the price of commodities. And, and so we're dealing with that. So there's an opportunity there. Uh, the other, other area to look at, precious metals. If we're at war, typically wartime, remember the Vietnam War, remember the inflation in the 70s. Those type of things. Uh, the, 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 one of the things that we've been a critic of the war with the Ukraine is not that we don't want to support the Ukraine, but, but in order to get Russia, what the Biden administration did is they put in sanctions in place. And what they did is they weaponized the U.S. dollar. They said, look, you're not going to be able to use our banking system in the world. In addition, you, you guys have money at the central bank here, uh, which by the way, they were shocked the Russians left it there. But it really, it was a trap because because the Biden administration goes, okay, we're confiscating your your central, your uh, your foreign exchange reserves, it, and and you know, how, and they're like how we've got the Russians now is hundreds of billions of dollars. Well, the minute they did that, they completely altered the Biden administration completely altered the financial si- system for the next. 25 to 50 years. And, and so at that point in time, as soon as that happened, it was the end of, of the dollar as the global reserve current, the beginning of the end. And the reason why, and this is a very important thing to understand, is because every other country in the world, you know, Russia, China, you know, China, India, uh, Saudi Arabia, other countries around the world are going, uh oh, we can't, we got to be careful with our money at the central bank in the United States, because if we somehow get dragged into this, they're going to take our central, our, our foreign exchange reserves as well. And so this opened the door for China to come in and say, hey, we'll offer an alternative. And so this, these, all of these things that, that Biden has put in place have massive long-term consequences. And this is what we've talked tremendously about on the show, really, for the last year, that still these, these changes are so big and so far-reaching that it, it you can explain it, and people still, they say, yeah, I get it, but then they, they really don't because they don't understand. It took people a while to understand the world changed during World War II. It, it took people a while. You know, Nixon took us off the gold standard. We had massive inflation in the 70s. That was all. But people didn't expect that. They didn't understand that. It's the same thing today. Is inflation going down? Yeah, it's not coming at 9%, 6.5%. Six percent on the CPI, but but we just had a PPI number at seven tenths of a percent. That's an annualized rate of nine percent. Uh, and keep in mind the PPI is your producer price index. That's the the the, the, the goods going into your products are going up. And, and so, so again, this is telling what happened right before that. Two days before that. The Biden administration decided to release another 25 million barrels of oil because they've got to desperately keep oil prices down for inflation. And they're fighting the Russians, so they want to keep oil down to try to get the Russians. But it's not going to work because it's going to cause less drilling. It's going to cause more shortages of oil in the future, which is going to be more inflation. So is inflation going to be at 9%? No, but can it be at at 35 at to 5% over the next two or three years? Yeah. That's very damaging 
to your retirement unless you can sit there and protect it. And this is this is why we we we, we talk so much about this issue and want you to understand it. And and, and it's you know the 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 program what's what we're seeing is still playing out. Uh, hopefully, we're going to have some type of peace talks. We're finally seeing some talks from our from our from the uh, from the U.S. government that to look to the Ukraine. Look, you're probably not going to be able to get to recapture uh, the Crimea from Russia. Well, that's a big deal because Zelensky's claiming we're going to get we're going to get Crimea, and the Russians go, look, if you come into Crimea, we will use nuclear weapons. I mean, they're real clear about it. it I, I think a good way to understand this, if let's say we're at war with Mexico. With the cartels, so we finally go. Look, these cartels are moving fentanyl in. They're they're causing all types. Of, we're going to we're at war with Mexico. Okay, well it sounds pretty simple. But the Chinese go, hey, uh, Mexico, we're going to give you tanks. We're going to give you munitions. We're going to give you everything to take out the Americans. And so they keep pouring stuff in, and you know more and more stuff comes in. It's you know we start falling back into Texas. At, at what point in time do we use our nuclear force? And the answer is going to be it's going to happen because no country is going to sit there and, and be threatened with, with, with a failure of their country, a collapse of their country, and not use the nuclear weapons. And this is, this is a, once those nuclear weapons go off, it endangers the financial system and destabilizes the entire financial system. And, and that's, that's one of the real dangers out there. Now, the good news is we're seeing changes. We're seeing the U.S. government telling the Ukrainians, look, we might not be able to do anything. General Miley uh, came out and said one of the things we're learning from the war is we, it requires a lot more munitions. You know, this is something we've been talking about on the Max Out Savings Show for at least nine to ten months, about the massive amounts of munitions. The U.S. has given over a million uh, 155 millimeter shells, a million of these things to the Ukraine. They're, they, and then now they're, they're all, they put in programs in place to uh, try to teach the, the Ukrainians not to use so many munitions. We went through this in the Vietnam War. When we first started, the Americans were using, they, every single time they heard a, a noise in the brush, they would shoot off a thousand rounds of, 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 uh, of uh, M1 ammunition. And, and they're like, look, you guys got to be more targeted. It, they, the, another example, javelin missiles to take out the tanks. The Ukrainians have used up seven years of production of javelin missiles. And what Miley said is, look, we're, our munition, we have to sit there and make sure we have enough munitions to fight a war. All of these munition companies, they're being called in. They're being saying, look, we need you to get more production. And they go, we'll give you this much. And they go, no, you don't understand. We need some of these things. They're, they're having them put in three times the amount of production. So, again, all of this stuff is adding up to a, a different world. This is why the economy is not going into a massive recession like every CEO in the country predicted four or five months ago. Across the board, you know, they were reading from the, the, the talking points at the Global Economic Forum saying we're going to a big recession first quarter. And we said, no, this is a wartime economy. The economy could slow, slow but it's, it's not going to go into a deep recession in a war. But we're going to talk some more about that after this quick break right here on the Max Up Daily Show. It's so hard to tell if this is heaven or hell And I can never measure by degrees But it's sure getting warm around here in times like these 
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big Ten 70 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. And, and so we're, we're talking uh, savings, investments, in your retirement. Uh, we're just talking about about the changes in the world today. How, how they they make such a they, they, they they're very far reaching and, and I think very complex. Uh, it, it requires a different investment style. Over the last twenty years, people kind of could just put money in a money uh, in a more well, money market, but they got nothing. Uh, and uh, but about the last ten fifteen years. And then, and, and then a stock fund, and, and it, it just went up magically. And, and, and last year, we had the worst performance for the stock market. Not we, but the market did uh, it, 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 since 2008 and nine. The bond market was the worst in, in 50 years. As we said, some, some, there, I've seen some studies that say it's actually the worst since 1789 because inflation – uh, is not good for, good for the bond market. I, I mean, I don't. I, I've said I don't know how many times. I don't know how people couldn't figure that one out. But, but it's it, 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 so it's just a different style. It, it, and, and so what we're what we're we're dealing with is, is 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 there's different opportunities over the last ten or fifteen years. The uh, since two thousand seven, pretty much two thousand eight, two thousand nine. 
you know, Fed funds were pretty close to zero much of the time. They were very low. Uh, now, now you can get you can get uh, Fed funds rate is up to five percent. The one year Treasury is at five percent. Uh, with some other different types of bonds, you can get get more more uh, uh, for for your funds. Uh, th- that's a pretty good opportunity. And and so so it changes the way the Fed the Fed uh, the, the people invest. One of the big things over the last ten years was 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 something called Tina, which was uh, which was uh, uh, there is no alternative, and, and, and because there just wasn't an alternative for uh, for for investors. So let me, let me just pull something up here. Uh, there was no alternative because you're getting zero on your money, and and, and even even. Uh, long-term treasury bonds, you know, they, I think they bottomed at 0. 0.0, under under 0.05 percent, uh, get, get just a half a percent per year for 10 years. And, and in that world, uh, they, they're just, they, you know, the, what, where, where the only place people could get any returns at all was was in the uh, was was in the stock market. Well, that's changed. And look, looking out, uh, it basically, Fed funds were close to zero from 2009. They went up a little in 2000 to all the way out to to 2016. Then they went to, to, to uh, for three years. They went up to about 2.3, uh, two point peaked out at 2.4. Then they went back to zero. So effectively, since 2009 on money markets, you've gotten zero. That you're, now that those things are going up, Fed funds are at five. Money markets are rapidly rising. Some of these money markets are going to be three, four, you know, percent, four and a half percent here pretty quickly. That that, that provides a good alternative. Uh, bonds now, short-term bonds provide a good alternative. As we as we talked about earlier in the show, uh, what two-year bonds? They're four point six percent, and uh, one one year uh, one year Treasuries five percent. Keep in mind. When it comes to the bond market, everything is off priced off the treasury market. So, so what that tells us is is that that you can get better than that in other things. But if you just want to, don't take much risk. And the other thing is they're very very liquid, it, you know, so they're they're easy to 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 buy and sell, uh, you know, it, it, to to make changes in that 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 that's a, it's a different world. Uh, the, out there, it, 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 we've gone from a, a, a zero interest rate world to a, a QE world, which is quantitative easing. And you know, over the last decade, actually, well over almost a decade and a half, the minute the stock market went down ten percent, the Federal Reserve was cutting interest rates and rushing to bail out Wall Street every single time. That that's come to an end. So all of these changes in the last fifteen years, we haven't been at war. That's changed. We haven't had inflation in the last 30, 40 years. That's changed. Uh, yeah, we've had declining interest rates for the last 30 years. That's changed. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Fed funds rate. The Fed run, it peaked at about 19 percent in about 1982, 83, and then went down from there. You know, uh, so I, what I, I'm looking, I'm looking right now at 40 years of declining interest rates. That's changed. There, there, there's, there's a a pretty, pretty neat little, you know, the, if, if the graph, the chart, you know, it, it kind of goes down in, in a line, and, and the line is broken very decisively uh, on this last move up, uh, the, the decline rate. So, so it's it's a different world, and it requires different investing. Uh, so these are some of the things we're seeing. Uh, a, a couple interesting things on the markets. 
uh, we, we want to take a look at uh, the 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 market is up this year so far. It's, it's done pretty well year to date. Uh, the tech sector's done very well. And the question is, is this the start of a new bull market? I, I don't. I don't think so. We were just looking at the uh, the, the two years since February. It's gone from four point one percent up to two point six percent. Now keep in mind, we just had a, P, a PPI at point seven percent for the month. That's a 9% annualized rate producer price index. So the idea inflation is going down to, you know, to 2%, and then we're going to have deflation, you know, by the end of the year. And I, I mean, I think that, they, but they really, they think, you know, it's, it's going down. I, look, is inflation going down? Yes. But a, four, a 5% inflation rate, a 4% inflation rate means prices are still going up 4% a year. I mean, uh, Wall Street is fixated on the rate of change. You know that, that's you know the, the, the second derivative, the, the, the rate of change. I mean they're absolutely fixated on that, it, it, and that's a date. That's a very dangerous place to be if you're skydiving without a parachute or you're with inflation. In both cases, you can still be in real trouble. But it looks like the rate of changes you're slowing down. You know, you're still heading for Earth at a high rate of speed. It, the, the prices have still gone up. It, 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 and so it, this is, it's the same thing that, you know, they're fixated on, on the Federal Reserve. Well, you know, with the Federal Reserve, what's the Fed? Well, the Federal Reserve is not in charge of, of, of setting prices at the grocery store. The Federal Reserve is, you know, corporations you know, don't call up the Federal Reserve and, and ask, hey, hello, Jerome, yeah, yeah, hi. Uh, this is Bob over at you know Exxon or wherever. Uh, what do you think we should set prices at? For, what, should we give uh, wage increases for our employees? You know what's 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 the the strategy? Well, they don't do that. You know they're dealing with hey we can't find workers. Our 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 our, our, our employees are getting hit with huge amounts of inflation. They can't make ends meet. You know they're offered a job somewhere else. A high, we've got to raise our wages. Uh, that's called sticky inflation. And, and, and so. Yeah, uh, Wall Street, rather than looking, they should be looking at the inflation numbers. They should be looking at the wage numbers. They should be looking at the war with the Ukraine. Those are the things that are that are that are that are moving the needle in the world today. They should be looking at at uh, different types of prices out there. And, and, and those things are saying the inflation is still there. Uh, the economy. We just had a, a massive job number. I think a half a million jobs. The most recent job number. Nobody believes that number. By the way, is the economy slowing? Yes, but 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 again, we go back to one of what we've been talking about is in wartime economies. You you don't see the, the economy in, in wartime. The economy doesn't go into a recession because there's demand for additional equipment. There's a demand for additional tanks, planes, munitions. Uh, you know th those type of things. Other things are in shorter supply. The factories are running at full capacity. People, you know, people forget. Yeah, you know the greatest thing to women's rights. You know what it was? It was World War II, because the women were at home, and, and you know, when World War II came, we had to put women to work because the salt there was there was not enough workers, and women were in all types of positions throughout the economy, do, doing the you know carrying the load in the United States. I mean, it's not something that's it's well understood, but. But it just shows you it, it slows things down. Now, look, if if things go badly in the Ukraine, something happens, it destabilizes the financial system. Uh, 
uh, or if China invades Taiwan, you know, we get cut off from semiconductor chips or something else, if something happens, yeah, look, we could go into recession. Uh, we could go into a bad recession if the financial system destabilizes. But but right now, that's not happening. If that starts happening, we'll let you know on the show. I, I think we probably understand the financial system is as good as anybody, and, and, and we've been able to get keep you ahead of those type of moves. But but understand, uh, you know, right, so this is why we, we, we talk a lot about this issue. And the reason why I bring it up is because I, I don't think you're hearing it elsewhere. I, and I think you keep hearing, is the Fed going to put us into recession? Is the Fed going to do too much? You know, the Fed is going to destroy the economy with 5%. Look, I, I'm looking at, at a chart right here. In I, I'm looking at 5% interest, 5% Fed funds rate. Okay, the economy... They were the Fed funds were five percent in 1967. You know, then they went down to 4.5 percent. Then they went up in 1970 to 6.7.6. Then they went down in 71 to 3.72. And then it, it, they, they, were, they were at by 72 mid August they were at 4.8, so almost five. They, they basically they, they went up to well they went up to 12 percent. Then they went down to to 5%, then they went up to 19% in the 80s. They, they finally went down in, in 1992 at to 3.7 to 3%. They didn't go underneath that. They Then in 93, all the way to to, to April of, of, of 90, of, of, of uh, 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 2001, they were at 4, you know, 4.8, uh, right around 5%. So the economy for decades at a time has operated at 5% Fed funds. So the idea that somehow the Fed funds rate is going to push the economy into recession when we have 6.5% inflation right now is absurd. You know, and we keep hearing this. Well, why are we hearing this? Because the guys that are going to get hurt by this are on Wall Street. Those people all have private equity. You know, the private equity, they're buying things that are all leveraging in real estate. That's not going to do well. That doesn't help. High interest rates doesn't help stock prices because higher interest rates provides an alternative to stocks, and it also lowers the P.E. ratio of stocks. And so Wall Street's really upset about this. But but the rest of the economy, the capital is needed to move the factories back from China. The capital is needed to put in additional defense plants in the United States. The capital is, is needed to rebuild our, in, our, our supply chains in the United States. The capital is needed to put in, in warehouses and different types of things. Those gone over. He's, the, the economy is being reordered. From 20 years, 20, 25 years of, of, of globalization, where we moved all the factories to China, to, to uh, we now realize China is, is, is not our friend. They've never been our friend. They made it really clear they, they viewed themselves as superior to us, and they're coming after us. So those have to come back. And so the capital has to go back in those areas. It's not in, in the best interest of the United States of America for capital to be going into stock markets. To private equity deals, to uh, real estate speculation, and, you know that that you know, there's only so much capital, even with, when they're pouring in, in right now. So, so this, these changes are altering the way the way investments are doing. This, this, so, this is why we're seeing some of these type of things out there. So, so we don't believe that this is the start of a new bull market. 
uh, we, we believe it's going to take time. Now, there's a, it's, it's the start of a new bull market for different types of stocks, commodities, some manufacturing, uh, those type of things. The people that are doing some of the things we've been talking about, defense work, manufacturing, factories, building, uh, automation, uh, those the energy, the, yeah, there, but but in other sectors, no. And, and so we're seeing, seeing this change. In the If you look at the last, Last month or so, interest rates have gone up. People are like, oh, well, wait a minute. Inflation is not going back down to zero by the end of the year like a, or 2% like, a, like I thought. The talk is, and you're starting to hear a number of people say is, the Fed fund has a 2% target. Now, if you remember, back, I'll, I'll say in, in, in 2018, 20, uh, 2015, 16, there, remember, the talk, remember the talk from the Fed is, look, we might never again see 2% inflation. The Fed can't get, as hard as they've tried, they can't get inflation above 2%. Well, yeah, that's because you keep moving everything overseas. But but that's changed now. And and, and now the talk is the, the, the Fed Reserve has to do, state, their target is 2%. And what they're saying is, look, the Fed can't have 2% because they're going to have to raise rates so high it could destabilize the economy at some point. Well, the answer is probably they need to be more happy with the 3, 3% inflation rate over the longer term because, again, it's deglobalization. Uh, remember what, what these big things we're talking about. Deglobalization is inflationary. Uh, deficit, massive deficit spending is inflationary. All this uh, reliance to start the new Green Deal, uh, uh, the, the removal of CO2 from planet Earth to help, I'm not sure who, uh, that's inflationary. All the, you know, the, the, these wacky uh, schemes they have, war with Russia is inflationary. So all of these things are there. These, the big trends are all more inflationary. So the, so the talk is they're going to move that, Fed, that, that inflation target to 2% because, the, because again, things are changing and, and, and this, is, this is kind of the way we're going. So anyway, tell you what, uh, we're coming up here uh, on a on a break. If, if you, if we we just sent out our most recent max out savings report. We talk a lot about these issues. We really talk about the importance of a wartime economy and the understanding of that, and, and how it relates to the investment of your IRA rollover, your retirement. Go to maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for free. We'll be right back after this quick break. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. 
but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. <clears throat> if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070. Uh, on Saturdays, uh, our Sunday repeat is, is a repeat show. But, uh, yeah, if you've got a question, uh, you'd like to hear it, and uh, give us a call. Uh, interesting thing. You know, we, we've been saying, I think things are really starting to change out there. There seems to be a really big pushback, massive pushback on this woke agenda. I mean, people are, are pretty fed up with it. Uh, a few things happen. Uh, around the world, some of the wokest uh, prime ministers or w- world leaders have been resigning. First, uh, uh, J- uh, J- J- Jacinda, Jacinda Ardern, uh, the prime minister of New Zealand, unexpectedly resigned uh, here a couple weeks ago. And then just recently, uh, Nicola Sturgeon uh, resigned as, as the prime minister of Scotland. The same type of thing. She was putting men in win- women's prisons. It was just she was big into the transgender movement. And, and, and people are just set up with this. Uh, you're really starting to see just huge pushback. A lot of the, the, the w- more woke leaders around the world are are out of their, you know, their policies, uh, they, you know, uh, their uh, woke agenda, the World Economic Forum are really proving to be failures. The idea we didn't need energy led to high energy costs in a complete disaster. You know, that was led by uh, the World Economic Forum, the Davos crew, Larry Fink. You know, Larry Fink you know, was going to, Defund the state of Texas, be uh, defund energy, and they were gonna they were gonna make the uh, energy producing states like Texas pay more for for 
for uh, bond prices because they, you know, they, they were they were enabling oil and gas producers, you know, and, and now uh, attorney generals and, and treasurers around the the the, the 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 states around the country are either suing BlackRock or they're they're pulling money from BlackRock. I mean, there, there, there's real pushback. I mean, I I, I know you, you hear a lot of of negative things out there, but things are changing. I you know think people are seeing through this agenda. That they're seeing the ridiculous stupidity of, of the whole thing. I mean, if, uh, if you look at the, the Davos, the World Economic Forum people, uh, it's like, if you think about it, you know, we made the transition to, to, to telephones, automobiles, computers, the internet. You know, the internet. Did, 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 did we have? Did we have a Klaus Schwab or, or the Global Economic Forum? They, how did we ever make the transition to the internet? If we didn't have the World Economic Forum guiding us, the answer is we don't need these people. They're jumping on a trend, you know, of 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 clean energy uh, and, and, and claiming it for their own, and claiming that you know electric cars is somehow their invention, and they're they're going to shepherd us through this transition. Look, this this is a capitalist free market system. Uh, Elon Musk was uh, speaking at a group of world leaders and made the point that he didn't think a world government was a good idea because when they make mistakes, if they fail, they can take down all of civilization. He, he made the, the point of you know the Roman Empire when it collapsed. You know, I think it's actually the Byzantine Empire at the time. Uh, you know, the Arab countries took over and, and, and shepherded science through through, through during that kind of dark ages time, and if you didn't have these alternative civilizations, you know, it, 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 you know we would not be anywhere. It, it, and so there seems to be some real pushback uh, on this stuff happening out there. I mean, we're seeing it in the United States, uh, you know, uh, the uh, just failures, uh, you know, just across the board, the border crime, the fentanyl, 71,000 additional people dying every year. And, you know, that, that Biden administration is like, we don't care. It's, you know, open borders are more important to us than 71,000 people. And people are seeing that. So, so there's a lot of positive things out there. If you look uh, underneath all this, uh, you know, if you look at the people running for president on the Republican side, uh, you know, I like Trump, but they, they've got phenomenal people. I mean, we have, we have a bench of solid people. There's probably five people that would be very, very solid presidents on the Republican side. If you look at the Democrats, they're trying to find, figure out who can replace Joe Biden. And, and, and the best choice you know, appears to be Michelle Obama. I mean, it, it, it's truly remarkable. It, 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 and so I, I, people are seeing through this, and I, I think it, it's going to make a difference long term. But think about this is the last segment of the show. If you want to get in there, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. The what else do I have here? The another interesting story coming out, kind of along the lines we're talking about. That there's a group called the Swiss Freedom Movement, the FBS, and, and what they're doing is they've gotten uh, well over a hundred thousand people signed up uh, on a petition that they they want to vote on on, on on a rule that requires the the Swiss government to maintain coins and currency, so you don't get so we don't go to this cashless state. You know, with, with uh, you know, cryptocurrency, crypto, central bank cryptocurrency, or whatever they want to do. But you know, they can still do it, but they're requiring they're requiring uh, uh, cash. 
I, I think that's very important to require cash. You know, cash is important because, look, we're here in Houston. Uh, you know, there's times when the power goes out. There's times when the power can go out for a couple of days. And if, if, if you don't have cash, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. And and and, and I yeah you know, I I think this is a good yeah you know, I notice if you go to the self checkouts all of a sudden the self checkouts are saying well we don't use cash and you have to agree that you know like this thing does not so they somehow have taken cash away from the the cashless checkout machines and and I think that's that's a big mistake I I know I know that I know the World Economic Forum wants us to go to this cashless society where you'll owe nothing and you'll love it uh, but but I. I Honestly, I'd rather live in communist China where I can own something there than live in in the World Economic Forum's you know paradise on Earth. I mean, I I, I think these people are really a threat to our constitutional order in the United States of America. But but so there is pushback. I mean, again, you're seeing it all over the world now, uh, and, and I think it's spreading. The, the, the one thing that has worked in this world, in my opinion, over the last 200 plus years has been the United States of America, has been the Constitution of the United States. You know, we're all complaining about the borders wide open and there's three million people coming over. Well, there's a reason why. You don't see three million people wanting to come into, into, into communist China. You don't see 300 million people, or three, I'm sorry, three million people coming into, you know, wanting to go into Klaus Schwab's New World Forum world. You know, nobody wants to be in those places. The, the United States, everything emanates from the United States from a free market capitalist system with a constitution, a rule of law where everybody is created equal. It's the greatest thing the world's ever free. By free will, we're able to create and do things that nobody else can do because of it. And then people copy us and try to steal our technology, you know, or try to, you know, jump on the bandwagon and claim that they're leading it. But 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 there's no other place like the United States. And it, it's so sad to see these people say, well, the United States is a bad place. And, you know, we don't they're, they're, look at the record. Show me anywhere else in the world that's done what the United States is. It doesn't exist. I mean, the, it, the Europe is just is a basket case. I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, you know, China, uh, China, they, you know, they don't have any freedoms over there. Uh, and, you know, look, look elsewhere in the world. Look at Central America. Uh, look at Africa. I mean, none of these places have what we do, and, and, and we, we, we should protect it, and we should keep it and understand that this is the greatest system in the world. And, and I think that's, that's the important thing with this. And so – and that's why it's always been the place, best place to invest. I mean, you know, you don't see Microsoft. You don't see Google. You don't see those companies coming out of, out of uh, Europe. You know, I, I saw Mercedes-Benz is increasing the price of their cars to 43 percent, you know, and, and, and only super rich people will be able to own them. And, you know, it, it's just here. Look at look at look at Elon Musk. Elon Musk is he, he has a ten thousand dollar advantage over Ford and most of the other auto companies. You know, supposedly they're all the, you know, uh, uh, Volkswagen and 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 uh, they, they, they said that that Mercedes-Benz self-driving uh Cars the best one. I mean, on what planet are these people on? Yeah, if you're on a playground, Mercedes-Benz self-driving car can maybe navigate around the swing set in the in the jungle gym, but uh, it, it, can it do it on the road? No. It, it, it's, it's Elon Musk. Elon Musk came to the you know, immigrated to the United States of America and completely altered everything. Now he's the you know the bad boy as far as the left's concerned, even though he's done more to help the environment than any person in, in world history. It just shows you what their real agenda is. Uh, but it, it's remarkable. So, 
you know, we're making these transitions, but they, they take time and they take a free market capitalist system to properly allocate money. And that, that's the key thing. So, so markets. Uh, a couple things I wanted to, you know, it's interesting. We we talked last week. We we you know at Max Up Savings Advisors, we put a little a small hedge on them on, on for our positions to protect them because we felt the market was going down some. Which is the other reason I bring. Be, hello. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, great. Okay. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, yes, good morning, Ted. Good morning. Uh, I, have a, I have a question, uh, and you're talking about the, 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 you might have mentioned in the past about the, uh, the EVs, the electric vehicles, but yes. it just seems to me that uh, from a personal standpoint, I'm a little concerned that GM and Ford and a lot of these companies are going to quit manufacturing internal combustion engine cars. Do you think we need to have some sort of legislation in place that says, look, we need to be able to have a backup or a, a mix of something here, because if we if we become a one-trick pony and just go EV, and you don't, anybody in this country, all they have to do is look at this past winter and the winters before, and even some of the summers where either you had fires on the West Coast or whatever, anybody caught Hurricane. any of these yeah. weather events, if you have an electric vehicle, you're toast. And, you know, people, there needs to be a mix of energy, in my opinion. But I'd like to get your thoughts on that. And I don't know if companies such as GM and all could be forced into saying, look, you're going to have to make a certain number of automobiles that are going to be gasoline-driven or diesel-driven or whatever, simply because, and I'm talking like way in the future, because I just don't see this country being totally electric, whether it's boats or planes or everything. I mean, I just, this is all pie-in-the-sky utopia stuff, but I like your feedback on that. But that, that that's a good point. Look, I, I, I think I, I agree with that. Uh, the Europe is just this, the EU is passing some law that they won't make any more gasoline or diesel cars or trucks, or, uh, the cars from uh, after 2035. I think that's foolishness because, as we know, yeah, there's all types of reasons the grid could go down and, and then you've got nothing. And it, exactly. that becomes a severe danger. And so I think maybe legislation to, you know, the Energy Diversity Act might be a good, it would be a good idea. Uh, I look, I look, electric cars. Yeah, I think people are going. A lot of people are going to have. Maybe they have one gas car, one electric car. But, 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 but again, this is central planning coming out of this, uh, yeah, this world economic forum that I think is is, is the real danger. I think that's a good point, and I think it, it, I think we do need some type of legislation. And 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 the problem with the WEF, uh, the World Economic Forum, is the fact that what happens is we've got these presidents to go over there, you know. This goes all the way back to George Bush Sr., if not even before him. You know, they attend these these meetings, and they become sick. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey, I've got, we're coming up here at the end of the show. I agree. Oh, okay. these, these, this is the problem, and, and we need to get – our people need to quit going to this thing. By the way, right. I, I wanted to also get over to that hedge. The reason, we, did, we did very well last year, very, very well. 
but we didn't hedge. But interestingly, there was more opportunity, I felt like, so we could kind of navigate through. This time, it seems like a lot of stuff has really run up to where I'm just not comfortable paying the prices here right now. And that oftentimes leads to a correction. It, it, it does look like on the technicals of this market, we're, we're heading to some type of pullback. It broke the 4,100 level we are watching closely. So I still think you want to have your defensive plan on, on place. It, 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 the beauty of that is you can take advantage of these higher interest rates, you know, up with, with, with short-term cash, money funds, treasury bills, and things like that when you wait for the better opportunities. I think that is something that has definitely changed that is completely different over the last 15 years in the market. So I, I think as we talked about, by the way, if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. I, I can, I'd like to help you if I can manage your savings.com. And uh, also, sign up for the free uh, Max Out Savings Report. We send it out once a month, the most recent. Really talk about the importance of understanding we're in a wartime economy and understanding that the two biggest dangers to your retirement is inflation and retirement. So anyway, I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll see you next weekend right here on the Max Out Savings Show. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.